driven I hope you have a lovely afternoon there this afternoon uh, last week uh, I was in Verona Italy and uh, when we got to Ver Verona and a brother you know took us from the airport and uh, sent us straight to the hotel where we're going to leave and that evening we have to go to where the church is so that we can have some devotion before uh you know the the night falls so we went in there and show us this is the the church so um i was taking the lead and then i got into the church the door was open then I saw on my right hand, there were some instruments, drums and all these organs, guitars and everything on there. So I was shocked. And I said, am I on the right place? And then the brother told me, no, no, this is another church. I don't want to mention that church name. This is another church. That's fine. So we are here. So it's the same area. You use the same entry. There's a church here, and then the Church of Christ is here. So we got into the Church of Christ, got in there, and I was going to washroom before we start the program. And I saw the washroom. Then I, then I saw another small room. So I was a bit nosy just to go there and see what is there. And I went in there. There was another church with drums and instruments. Church of so-and-so there. And I said, brother, what is happening? He said, yes, there's a church here, there's a church here. The same premise, the same area. So you don't use instruments. So when you are worshiping, and these people sat, and these people too, what happened? Now, tonight, my topic is denominationalism, Satan's strategy, to destroy Christianity. Just small, uh, th th that place is a bit uh, down below. It's a big house, but uh, down below. And we have three churches. And it's only door that separates them. And these churches, they have different doctrines, different faith, but they are all saying they are worshiping God. Now, I had, you know, prepared this lesson even before I went there and trying to get opportunity to uh, uh, tell you and also my viewers who are watching me uh, on the YouTube. Sometimes people say that now Christianity is gaining ground because look at the number of, you know, churches that are, you know, coming up. In this region that we live, you don't see many of these, you know, churches being planted every day. But where I come from in Ghana, almost every day, different church, different faiths is planted because people are using that as business. If you are, you know, uh, 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 you own a church, you don't pay anything to the government. And people go there and donate all their monies to you and you know, you take that advantage and just 
uh, uh, drain people's pocket. And this is what is going on there. So you go to maybe a, a school building, and this school has maybe 10 classrooms. Each classroom has a different church there. Now, the question is, why are there so many churches? If people think that these churches that are bringing up is a way to strengthen Christianity, oh, Christianity is gaining grounds, I'll tell you that you are deceiving yourself. Because this is Satan's strategy to destroy Christianity. It's never God's intention to bring different faith to strengthen Christianity. No. There's nothing like that. So, that is Satan's way of doing it. Now, denominationalism has not only caused damage to the Christian world, but has also broken families and relationships apart. Now, if you have a family, the, 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 the man has his own church, the woman has his own church, and the children, they don't know whether to follow the man to church on Sunday or to follow their mother to church. So sometimes there's a bit of what? In, in, in that family, there's a friction there. And because of this, this can, you know, break the relationship because of uh, religious differences. So Christian, uh, uh, denominationalism is not only destroying, you know, Christianity, but also uh, uh, putting uh, families asunder. Many people will find it confusing that I'm saying this denominationalism or springing up of these churches is rather Satan's way of destroying Christianity. Yeah, I, 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 I share that concern, but that is fact. And before maybe this lesson uh, ends, you understand why I'm saying this. What I want you to understand is Satan is very much alive. Satan is alive and is still working vigorously to destroy Christianity. So he has taken so many ways in trying to, uh, uh, you know, destroy Christianity. But will he succeed? Will he succeed? Now to understand this lesson, we're going to use focus on Matthew chapter 13. So Matthew chapter 13 is going to be our memory chapter here. And I want everybody who are listening to me to search the scriptures to ensure that what you are hearing is nothing but the truth. Now remember in Acts chapter 17, 10 to 11, the Jews in Berea did not only listen to the message, but they also examined the scriptures daily to see what they heard was the truth. When we went to Verona, one of the topics that we treated was Christianity without denominationalism. And the brother who thought this lesson is called uh, Dr. Steve Opokudia, he's a Ghanaian, but he came way down from USA to deliver this message. Now, he gave a certain statistics 
that is the global statistics of this nominationalism. It's interested me because I have also uh, had this uh, lesson prepared. So uh, I got some information from what he said. Now, from global statistics, which estimates the global population to be about 7 billion, out of this 7 billion, we have 2.4 billion that are believed to be Christians. So that means 30% of the world population are said to be Christians. And out of this, we have 2 million churches in the world. The 2 million churches is comprised of 34,000 denominations. When you say denomination, different faith. Different faith. 34,000. In America alone, they have 550,000 churches. And these 550,000 churches, they have 1,200 denominations. That is different faith. Ghana, where I come from, I was interested to hear this because that's where I come from. We have a population of 27 million. And out of this, we have 10,000 churches and 400 denominations. The question is, why these many churches? Why these churches? Why this different faith? Despite the fact that there was only one same church in different locations during the first century. Jesus answered this question by using the parable of the seed and the wheat in Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 to 30. And this is a clear revelation from Jesus to his disciples about Satan's plan or strategy to destroy the church, which he established and also serve as a refugee camp for the saved. In Acts chapter 2, verse 47, it says, and I read, the Lord adds the saved to the church. Okay? And Satan knowing this has waged war against the Lord's church or the church of God. Because you know that the Lord adds the saved into the church. Now, the United Nations consider it a war crime against humanity if one targets a refugee camp, which serves as the last hope for people running away from danger and unsafe situations. In a similar manner, targeting the lost church is a spiritual crime against Christ himself. And this is the Satan's strategy to wound the Christ. Here, the prophecy has been fulfilled. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between her offspring and your offspring, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. This is a prophecy. And this is the struggle between the devil against Christ himself. Now, because of this strategy Satan is using to destroy Christianity, there are a lot of warnings in the Bible that we should watch out. The Bible clearly indicates Satan's preparedness to destroy God's people by all means and has given us a firm warning to watch it. Now, in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9 to 12, 
Jesus revealed this to John and told John to write it down because what John is going to say is something that is about to happen very soon. The devil's intention to destroy the church. And I quote, And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan was thrown down to the earth with his angels. And verse 12 says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, but woe to you, O earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you in a great wrath, because he knows his time is near. After losing his position in heaven, the devil has become extremely furious and is waging war against God's people. His intention is to destroy Christianity. This revelation was shown to John in the first century AD, that's nearly 2,000 years ago. And in the revelation, John was informed that things he was about to see must take place very soon. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1 and 3, which means... It was to happen in John's lifetime or soon after his death. Therefore, this is not something still to come. People read Revelation and think that uh, there is uh, something going to come, 999666 and all sort of uh, antichrist. And I don't know. But the, uh, what you find in Revelation is something that has happened. It's not something to come. Because when Jesus revealed it to John, he said to John that, write this because this must soon take place. Something that must soon take place will not take 2,000 years. And we are still looking forward for that. So it is something that has to happen. Because that is the plan for the devil, okay, to fight against God's kingdom. Satan is working tirelessly. Satan is already waging war against God's people. Something about to happen soon will not take 2,000 years. For this reason, for those who think they stand, they must take heed, lest they fall. Warning number two. Peter says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls like a rolling lion, seeking someone to devour. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. The devil's scheme to abort the plan of salvation is in twofold. And the first one is attack and destroy the Christ. And two, attack and destroy his church. Now, to destroy the Christ and the church, that means the plan of salvation is aborted. And that is Satan's strategy he's trying to use. Now, this scheme began the very moment Christ was born. Because he knew the plan of salvation was made through Christ, and without him, it is impossible for mankind to be saved, he attacked Jesus in many ways. Also, knowing that the church which Jesus planned to establish with his own blood, as said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, and Acts chapter 20, verse 28, was to serve as a refugee camp for the saved, he waged war against and strongly attacked the disciples. Let's go through Satan's plan and see. First, to destroy Jesus at birth, using King Herod to manipulate the wise men. If you read Matthew chapter 2, you find a story there. When Jesus was born, it was revealed to these wise men who went to Jerusalem looking for 
the savior who is being born. And when they go to Jerusalem, Herod got a hint that the world uh, king has been born. So he called these wise men and said to them, if you go and find this baby who is born, just let me know so that I can go and also worship him. God said he was lying. Satan was using him because he wanted to eliminate the Christ at birth. But God revealed to the wise men, said, never return to Herod because he planned to destroy the Lord. And then God revealed in the dream to Joseph, take the baby to Egypt and stay there till I give you another instruction because Herod is planning to kill the baby. Now, when Herod saw that he has been deceived because the wise men did not return to him, he was very furious. So he made a decree that all children, male children, born and that are below two years should be massacred. He should kill all of them. Thinking that if he kill all of them, the baby Jesus is going to be killed. But he's no wiser than God. Baby Jesus is already left there. He's away to Egypt. So he couldn't kill baby Jesus. And what he did was also to uh, spearhead the uh, crucifixion of Jesus Christ. In his view, killing Jesus on the cross, to him, he has succeeded in aborting the plan of salvation. But little did he know that God was using the cross to save mankind. So again, Satan failed. He couldn't use the cross to abort the plan of salvation because that is God's plan anyway. That is God's plan. So here, Satan has been defeated. So now he's changed to plan B. The plan B is to destroy all those who would preach about the kingdom or the church Jesus was to set up. Now, he succeeded in beheading John the Baptist because John the Baptist was preaching about the kingdom, about the church to be established. And then he killed James the apostle and many of the disciples were prisoned and tortured, thinking that will silence them. But this plan also failed as this did not deter the disciples from preaching Christ or his kingdom. Now, when this failed, he turned to plan C. In the plan C, knowing that the church has been established and couldn't do anything to stop the establishment of the church, he physically attacked the Christians using Judaism. He used many of the Jews, including Saul, who later became Paul, to attack the Christians. And in fact, ironically, God used those persecutions to spread the gospel. In Acts chapter 8, verse 4, it says, Now those who were scattered because of the persecution went about preaching the word. Uh, the word. Okay? Ironically, God also used Paul, who was persecuting those Christians, to spread the gospel among the Gentiles. You can read Paul's accounts in Acts chapter 22, verse 1 to 21. So Satan again has been defeated. Now, resort to the last plan, which is planting many human churches to, to deceive people. 
Now, this is called denominationalism. In this situation, no physical attacks, but the use of different churches, false doctrines, false teachers, multiplicity of faith to confuse the one true church established by Jesus. That is devil's intention. And this is what we are experiencing today. Using these churches planted by man to destroy Christianity. In recent times, Satan has added another lethal weapon by inciting the members of the Lord's church against each other. Now, I can give you an example. The churches of Christ in Ghana are those who have been affected these days. As we speak now, before the year 2000, the churches were so united and they did things in common for some time now. But what is happening now is Satan is waging war against the members, inciting the members against each other. And some even use the social media or uh, 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 the, the, the radio and uh, so many ways attacking the members from their own family. And this is all the work of the devil. Now I'm praying that my brothers who are in Ghana will know this strategy that the Satan is using to attack them. And it's not only in Ghana, it's going on in America. Where devil knows the church is strong, he's attacking them. He's attacking them. The parable of the seed and the weeds. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 24, down. Now, why did Jesus tell us this parable? What does it mean? Knowing the devil plant, Jesus used this parable of the good seed and the weeds to reveal to his uh, followers Satan's intention to destroy the kingdom. Now, and I quote, it says, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the seed and went away. And both good seed and the weeds grew together. Okay, appears to be similar and so confusing that the farmer would not allow the laborers to gather the weeds out in case they approved the good seed. The farmer sowed a seed, a seed, that's what the Bible says, seed. One, and then when you went to sleep, the devil or the enemy came and sowed many weeds. So they grew together, the laborers saw it, then they went to the farmer. Why? Didn't we sow good seed? Now, look at what we have. Do you want us to go and uproot all the bad ones? The farmer said, no. Let them all grow together and at the harvest time i know which is mine and i'll tell the reapers to gather all the weeds put them in fire and burn why is jesus saying this why is jesus saying this now how difficult will that be if you have apple on the field 
just one apple, and a truck full of apple, okay, of load into that one apple that was in the field, of load them, and then you are asked to trace the one apple that was there. Can you find that? And this is exactly what the Lord is saying here. He planted the seed, went up, and the devil just threw everything in it. Jesus established his church, and now we have plenty of churches, you know, all around, all over, confusing people to trace the one true church that Jesus established. And this is a problem. It's very, very difficult to find. The devil is planting many churches to confuse the one true church which Jesus established. And because all are using a Bible to preach about the same Christ, it makes it difficult, but not entirely impossible, to find one true church. This is very well orchestrated to ensure people are not saved. But remember the phrase in Matthew, it says, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not use your name to prophesy or cast a demons and did many mighty things? And he will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. And let me ask you, who are those who use Christ's name to prophesy and do wonders? Are these not religious people? So, these religious people will be told that Christ will tell them, I never knew you. Thinking that you are following the Christ, just got this shocking news. Because you chose the wrong apple. And this is what Satan is doing. Making people think that they are Christians. But choosing the wrong apple. Denominationalism is not helping Christianity. Rather, destroying Christianity. Before the year, 2000, uh, before the year 680, historians only recorded the existence of only one church, which is found in different locations, practicing the same thing. And apart from that was the Jewish, you know, Judaism. Until Satan initiated his plan by using denominationalism or planting of many churches with different beliefs and doctrines to confuse the world from choosing the right church. Okay? Do not take uh, the churches we read from the uh, New Testament as denominational. Some, some people say, ah, but we have a church in Galatia, a church in Ephesus, Pagambo, all these things. These are, these are not denominational churches. Bible says there's one through church. They spoke the same thing. They did the same thing. You wouldn't find as I got myself into Verona church and I found another church here, another church here. They all speak different things. And you think this is from God. That is not the way God wants to grow Christianity. Confusing. Doctrines. No. It's Satan who is at work. Confusing the world and make, making people choose the wrong thing so that they will not be saved. They will not be saved. Now, for example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1 and 2, concerning the collection for the saints, Paul, through the Holy Spirit, told the church in Corinth 
as I've instructed the churches in Galatia, you must do the same. So what the churches in Corinth were doing, Paul said the Galatian people should do the same thing. So there weren't two different doctrines. The same. Now concerning women keeping silence in the uh, church assemblies, the same instruction given to Timothy in Ephesus was given to the churches in Corinth. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 33 six, uh, to 36 and 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 11 to 13 the same thing given to people in Ephesus was given to Corinth. With regard to elders' appointment, the same instruction given to Timothy in Ephesus was given to Titus in Crete. Reference 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 to 5 and Titus chapter 1 verse 5 to 9. And concerning the communion, Paul says to the church in Corinth, For what I receive from the Lord, the same I am giving to you. No doctrinal differences. The same I am giving to you. Now, to the churches in Corinth, Paul says, Speak the same thing so that there will be no divisions among you. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Do churches of today speak the same thing? No. Why this? This come from God. No, that is Satan at work, confusing the world so that the world will not know the true church that Jesus, you know, set up for uh, to save to mankind, to save mankind. Warning number three. Knowing state, uh, Satan's orchestrated plan to use denominationalism to destroy uh, the church of our Lord, Paul sounded a caution to the elders at Ephesus. And he said, and I quote, I know after my departure, fierce wolf will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own self will rise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Acts chapter 20, verse 29. And then to Timothy, Paul said, now the Spirit expressly say that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, devoting themselves to the sinful spirit and the teachings of demons. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Today, how many faiths do we have? Paul said, in the latter times, people will depart from the faith. The faith. Only one faith. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. But today, today, we have thousands of faiths around. And you say, this is from God. I'm sorry. This is Satan at work. Christians have to open their eyes and see this and get back to the root. Get back to the Bible so that they will know this trick. Again, he said, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine, but having itchy ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passion and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myth. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. This is Satan's way of destroying Christianity. Now, because of time, uh, I wouldn't want to, but uh, I will make this part one.
and uh, I will we'll talk about part two uh, next time when we get another opportunity, because part two tell us how you can, you know, fish out that seed the farmer sows, okay, from among the weeds that the devil or the enemy also sow into. How to find the church that Jesus Christ said established among the thousands of de denominations you're talking about. You saw the statistics I gave, about 34,000 or uh, 34,000 denominations in the world. So, uh, uh, because of time, I want to, you know, pause here. But let me remind you that Satan is at work. Satan is alive and working well against Christianity. He doesn't love any one of you. And he's using this to get many people. And many people have fallen into his trap, thinking that they are doing the work of God. No, they've chosen wrong apple. The good, the good Lord help us to understand this lesson. And I'm praying that uh, we'll get uh, part two and continue and see this damage Satan is causing. There's an antidote that we can help to, uh, you know, uh, uh, stand firm. Because Jesus has said that nothing shall go against his church. Nothing shall overcome the church. The kingdom as Jesus set up in Acts chapter 2, is still alive today, and we can find it among thousands of denominations. Thank you, and God bless you for listening to this. We will continue for part two. Thank you.